welcome back to The One Where I Met Your Mother, a podcast about friends and how I met your mother. I'm David. I'm Natalie. <laughs> okay. You're <laughs> Mickey Mouse. Yeah, kind of. Um, we are, uh, this is the last episode we'll be doing, recording in this apartment. Yeah, we'll have a new... Who knows what it'll sound like. New HQ. In the, in the new place. But because like we have boxed everything up and we sold our table, yeah. we are literally sitting on the floor. Crunch, like crunched around, up around the yeah the couch and the between a rock and table. a hard place yeah <laughs> yeah um, um yeah j- just to do this last episode but uh how are you other than that are you excited about our move um, as if we haven't talked about this at Nexium <laughs> well because you asked um no I'm excited um uh, it's very very stressful um and I think it goes without saying this week has been very fraught I think both yeah. nationally and personally, yeah. Yeah. but we're going to get through this because we have some fun episodes to talk about. Yeah, that'll that'll help that'll us. Make... It'll help the entire nation. Yes. Season three of we're... the one where I met your mother will yeah. uh, be a, a healing balm. Yeah. Um, we all need a healing balm. Yeah. Now, I was thinking today, like, I know logistically that we did the right thing in terms of like packing a little bit at a time over a long period of time uh-huh. you know but it's also like having our lives in disarray for so long has become stressful and like a part of me was like would it have been any would it have been better to not pack at all until the weekend before we moved and just pack everything in a frantic like that obviously that would have been crazy yeah. but would it have been better for my mental health to not have weeks of like everything being disrupted well the way my brain works is i would be dreading right right yeah. every single day up until the weekend in yeah. front so yeah you're right i would rather prolong the torture yeah but uh we moved soon and unpacked and we'll be able to breathe again <laughs> yeah. right yeah we'll see like tony braxton <laughs> breathe again <laughs> yeah I, I know that song yeah <laughs> Uh, yeah, um, she did Breathe Again. She also did, uh... It's just another No. But You're Making Me, uh... What was the, like, sexy song she did? It wasn't You're Making Me Horny. It wasn't that, like... No, I think that sounds <laughs> it like... It wasn't that straightforward. Um... But anyway... I don't know. Uh, I can't think of it. Yeah. Uh, anyway, let's talk about these two shows. If you don't know the show... This is a great place to jump in, I guess, because we're starting a new season. We watch an episode of Friends and an episode of How I Met, you, Met Your Mother concurrently. Um, I mean, we don't we watch one and then the other, but we are keeping pace with each show at the same speed. So we are on season three. We are starting season three, episode one of each show. Season oh. three, episode one of Friends is called the one with the Princess Leia fantasy, right? Yeah. And season three, episode one of How I Met Your Mother is called Wait For It. Yeah. So let's, uh, we'll put a pin in wait for it, and we're going to start by talking season three, episode one of Friends, the one with the Princess Leia fantasy. A, a perk opening. Yeah. Central perk opening. They're on a roll, and a, and a great one, too. A great one. Yeah, because they, they come in, and like they're having a whole conversation of, like, Joey th- is sure that some girl winked at him, and Monica's like, she didn't wink at you or whatever, like, as if it's going to be, like, okay, what's this going to be about? And then they're just like... There's a whole other group of douchebags sitting in, there yeah, <laughs> in their chairs. Yeah, like speaks to their entitlement. Yeah. Someone and they, finally... And they just leave. Yeah. Um, the perk was, like, packed, by the way. Yeah. I always wonder, like, 
Fact Burke. But I guess like McLaren did the same thing. They had to have so many extras. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, that reminds me of a story. One of my first PA jobs when I, when I moved here was on the Culver Studios lot. And it was the same lot where they shot uh, that show. I think it was it called Las Vegas or just Vegas with there Josh Duhamel and John James Ca- James Con. I think it was Las Vegas. Las Vegas, yeah, because Vegas is like the there's like an '80s show called Vegas. I think hmm. this is called Las Vegas, and they shot that on the lot. It was very like very cool. One time I got to go into their set, which is like so weird to be on like a studio lot, and then you walk up a ramp and you're in a Vegas casino. It was so yeah. strange. Yeah, but. A show being in Vegas meant they had to have lots of Vegasy extras, and they had right across from the studio where I was working, they had like the extras like holding area because it's really sad like they treat them like animals because once they're in their costume, they're like you are not wandering off because that costume is our property. Right. So they literally had them like cordoned off, just like here's some water and snacks, don't get anything in your clothes, and sit here until we need you. And it was always so weird because it'd be like you know, 10.30 a.m. on a Tuesday, yeah. and it's, like, girls in, like, short sequin, yeah. like, mini dresses, and, like, oh, everyone's, God. like, wearing, like, club gear and stuff, and it was just, like, all day, every and day. And you get paid nothing. Right, yeah. But, you know, you might get to share uh, the screen with Josh Duhamel. Right. <laughs> all right, so, uh, then, um, <clears throat> and it's funny that, like, Monica doesn't seem, in that opening, It's it, that opening exists completely out of time. Because Monica doesn't seem, like, bummed out about Richard or whatever. But then we get to the actual episode. We're at Monica and Rachel's apartment. She's so sad. She's not even coming out of the bedroom. Yeah. Um, Phoebe does the hold me closer Tony Danza joke, mm-hmm. which, I, like... I've heard that so many times in my life, but this is 1996. Maybe it was still like... Maybe this... Yeah, but it, it, it seemed overdone. Yeah, yeah. But maybe it was funny then. Yeah. Um, so they're trying to figure out what's going on with Monica. Meanwhile, uh, I was right, I guess. Although, yeah, there's... I have a lot of questions about when this episode takes place. <laughs> Because they talk about how it's been like days, right, that she hasn't slept. So I guess it's supposed to be shortly after... Right? Yeah. So how long... But it's... Uh, there Enough time has elapsed where, like, everyone has new, like, hairstyles. Yeah. <laughs> and apparently... I was going to say this later. Apparently, unless I missed something in season two, Monica got a job at some point. Because yeah. there's a joke about, like... Working at the Szechuan Garden. <laughs> but she Szechuan doesn't work Dragon. at the Szechuan. Yeah. But they say, like, why aren't you at work? Yeah. And I thought she was just, like, picking up the odd catering job. Maybe yeah. that's what they were referring so to. So maybe but. it's been months and she hasn't slept for months. But I thought they say she hasn't slept, she hasn't slept in days. But yeah. anyway, it's the, the it, but then also it comes up, like, uh, Chandler's like, I got Rangers tickets, which is, like, either, if it's still, maybe if it's still supposed to be the previous spring, their playoff tickets, in which you know, could get or whatever. Or if it's supposed to be September when the episode aired, I, I, I looked up because I'm a nerd. I looked up when did the 1996, NHL season start? And it wasn't until October 6th. So maybe it's a preseason game. I don't know. It's, mm-hmm. uh, it's confusing to me, but I, uh, this sounds like nitpicking, but I think it actually gets to something that like, uh, uh, we could. I should probably save this for similarities and differences, but it's on my mind now. Um, the way that TV viewing audiences, like TV, changed because the audience expectations changed. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And as shows 
like people came to expect more and more serialization. I think the thing you've seen, we've now had two mid season breaks, you know, on, on, you know, between season one and season two, between season two and season three. And in both cases, how I met your mother has acknowledged the exact amount of time that passed, like acknowledged it has been months. You know what I mean? Yes. Um, and, and I think that is less a difference in these specific shows than it is a difference in what viewers come to expect. Like when you and I were younger, like when friends was on, like people didn't really talk about like shows in terms of like season three, you know what I mean? Like that was industry speak, right? but like we didn't talk about it. It wasn't until DVD started coming out and were labeled that way that people really started to think about the season, like a season long production and airing schedule. And so I think that's why how I met your mother is a show that is more cognizant of like how much time has passed. What time is it in the real world? What time is it in the world of the show or what time of year, you know, um, because it just came out at a time that that was more on people's minds. Yeah. All right. (laughs) That was way far afield. I'm sorry. Uh, but in any case, for however long it's been Chandler and Janice, which I was right about have been just total lovebirds. Yeah. You know? Um, and also, so wait, does Janice have a baby? Yeah. She said she had to pick up the baby. Yeah. And she has a giant stuffed animal for the baby. Yeah. We knew, I mean, we knew she was married. We learned that in the season two finale that she had been married and was getting divorced. Yeah. Um, and so at this point she is still, the divorce is not yet finalized. Right. So, so yeah. Chandler is dating a married woman. Yeah, and that fun. makes him feel like very, very Grown old up. and accomplished. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Um, were you just reacting to the same text message I was? No, I didn't get one. Oh, interesting. Am I on? I didn't get it. No, you don't get automatic text messages from uh, the warranty company. From the warranty company? Yeah, we had a plumber come out yesterday. You no. didn't get any text messages about that? No. Oh, they must have my, my number. What I assumed they, it was both of us. What did they say? <laughs> did, uh, okay, <laughs> we're like <laughs> airing our business on... Did but, they deny but, our claim for uh, our toilet? <laughs> no, they, no, they didn't. No, they didn't. They didn't deny They just asked us to rate the experience. I say thumbs down. <laughs> until... It was a terrible experience. How about we wait until they deny our claim first? Okay. <laughs> this is such... Talk about sounding like grown-ups. Yeah. Right? Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> all right. So Chandler and Janice are loving. They're totally schmoopying out. Yeah. Um, there's a couple of Seinfeld type things here because they're yeah. like they're like schmoopies. And um, uh, Joey hates it. And you can I feel like you were supposed to. It was supposed to look like he had bags under his eyes. Like he like had been he was so stressed out about Janice. He wasn't sleeping or whatever. But it just looked like I, I at first I thought like it was that he like got a job and he like didn't take all the makeup off that it was an acting thing. Did you notice? And like I didn't notice. in every scene he had like dark makeup under his eyes that I think they were, tr- cause his hair was also unkempt. His, his, his shirt was like was half untucked. Like very greasy. Yeah. I think the, the idea was that He's Janice being sleeping. around is yeah. like stressing him out, but it just looked like he had makeup I, under I his eyes. I didn't notice the makeup part. That's interesting. Interesting. Um, but, uh, uh, Monica is so desperate, missing Richard so much that she's like, like holding on to some like hair that she found in the shower drain, which is yeah. disgusting. And then yeah. she accidentally drops it in Ross's breakfast cereal, cereal which is yeah. also like, 
Ross, you have your own place. Why are you coming over to your sister's house to eat breakfast they cereal? Always do. So they, al- they always make a big deal of breakfast, which, which I like. It's comforting. Yeah, Monica but I guess I'm a breakfast foods for everyone. What's that? Monica always has breakfast. Yeah. breakfast foods for everyone. But I, my thing is, is you know, I eat breakfast as soon as I can after I wake up. I wait. Like I know three you do hours wait. after I. So to me, the idea of unless it's like a brunch thing where you have a planned where is even then if i have a brunch planned i will nosh on something right away because i just need to to get going and you have a sensitive tummy you can't have coffee without food yeah i can't have coffee unless i have food or it upsets my stomach um but like the idea of like ross had to get up and like shower he's all dressed and showered and he had to wait to eat breakfast until he got over to monica's is like i would have been starving i would have been so miserable yeah i get real hangry as you know yeah um Um, speaking of um, breakfast foods and props to the props department. Janice made pancakes yeah. for the boys uh-huh. and they look delicious. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And she uh, went across the hall to borrow some syrup and yeah, sang sang the most tune. adorable song yeah. about it, which is in my funniest moments, but we'll oh, okay. talk about it again later. Okay. Um, so Joey comes over after this uh, Richard Hare in the. <laughs> Serial debacle, and he's trying to like get everyone on his yeah, side. It's in this, probably like, like mustache hair. Uh, I don't know. Is well, that, he's is a that worse? Yeah. yeah, he's Tom Selleck. He's yeah. very her suit. Um, so Joey's trying to get everyone on his side in this sort of like anti Janice crusade, and everyone else, especially like Rachel and Ross, are being like adults about it. Yeah, and also Joey's just wrong. Like Janice is irresistible. She's the best. Yeah. Uh, I, I love to. I love to spend a weekend or a day with Janice. As, uh, as, uh, okay. I was trying to. Joey spends a day with her, not a weekend. Uh huh. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. I, I would love to spend. No, it's yeah, okay. I would too. I would spend a weekend with Janice. <laughs> yeah, me too. Yeah, if you can like be crushing on Marshall, I can be crushing on Janice. That's true. Janice is my Marshall. Yeah. Because there's no core friends, ladies that I have on? a crush on, but Janice, I have a little bit of a crush on. Yeah. Okay. Um, I get it. Like, that's... Yeah. I have a question or two, so... Um, where was I? So then that night, uh, Rachel and Ross are in bed. Rachel's sort of trying to come on to Ross. They bring up the... the uh, Navy <laughs> The stolen outfit. valor. Yeah. <laughs> the officer's outfit that he was wearing. Um, and uh, she asks... So I was wrong in my prediction, because she asks... Um, if he has any fantasies, and, and he brings up the Princess Leia bikini from... Well, it took a while to, like, coax it out of him. At first, yeah. he was like, I don't want to talk about that. Yeah, which the, I, I like the episode gets into yeah. to that a little bit more later. But, um, uh, yeah, and then I like... It's funny that Rachel is... It's so weird to Rachel, because then she's talking to Phoebe about it. And Phoebe's like, oh, yeah, every guy our age loves that, which is true. Like, that, yeah. like... I'm obviously younger than the friends, but I still like. It was like an eye opening thing for a lot of young boys of a certain age. Because it's like you see it in an age, you know, when you're like not used to seeing sexy women. It's something that is, sorry, nerds, it's made for kids, (laughs) Star Wars. And so suddenly, like three movies in, you get like an undeniably sexy image of Carrie Fisher in in a bikini. Right. Um, and there's other like kink cause you know, cause she's like chained up and stuff. There's yeah. like, it is, it informed a lot of, I uh, think it makes an impression on most, most kids, any kid who is into women, you know, male or female yeah. or whatever is in, but is into women probably 
Yeah. It burned into your memory. Yeah. And so that's, that's, that's true. And I also like when he's talking, when Ro- I'm jumping ahead about Ross talks to Chandler about it. He's like, I had this fantasy from Star Wars and Chandler's like the oh. gold bikini. Yeah. <laughs> like he just knows exactly. Yeah. Um, as and much Carrie as I, Fisher, like everyone would have a, yeah, you know, like yeah. it's undeniably sexy. Yeah. Um, do you know the story about, uh, George Lucas tried to, in like the first Star Wars movie, tried to talk her into, not wearing a bra as Princess Leia because his argument was like, there's no gravity in space, so <laughs> you wouldn't need a bra. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, uh, was it? So yeah, as much as I, these days I get very annoyed by how everyone is all Star Wars all the time, you know, um, it is like a cultural touchstone. Sure. So yeah. uh, this seemed to treat it right. Um, what else? I mentioned Monica apparently having a job. Um, Joey's watching Wheel of Fortune and he guesses, he confidently guesses wrong, which is something you and I are obsessed with, watching yeah. like YouTube compilations of. And then there's the one we saw that I've never like everything found anywhere. Everything is ship Yeah, it was clearly everything is ship shape. Yeah. And the person said loudly, with everything is ship shore. With all the confidence in the world. Yeah. And then when, uh, what's his name is like, uh, no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, so uh, laughed at Count Rushmore instead of Mount Rushmore. Yeah. Um, I talked about what time, what part of the hockey season it's supposed to be. Uh, here we get to the the sort of meat of the episode, the most interesting thing, where Ross finds out that Rachel was talking to Phoebe about this. Well, because he, Phoebe grabs two croissants and like yeah, put, puts which them. Yeah, I hope she paid for before she. I hope so too. Put them against but her. Probably hair. not. These people have no yeah. like consideration of anyone around them. Yeah. Um, so at first Ross is like mad that, that she's like sharing intimate details or, or whatever, um, with, with her friends. But then this is where I liked it. Rachel turns it around and is like, it's weird that you guys don't do that. Yeah. And I think that like, that's something that's, um, I mean, that's, that holds true. This is, we talk about some things being dated in the show, but that is absolutely still true today. That, yeah. that speaking generally, uh, male friendships are not emotionally intimate. Right. Yeah. We've talked about this before, just like with you our have. relationship. Yeah. 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 Um, because it's always been like kind of interesting to me to see like, like, you and I are married, obviously, and uh, I'm the only person you're married to, as far as I know, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. But like, you have friendships that are like other relationships. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. That you are like tending to and 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 cultivating and making sure they stay alive and stuff like that. And I feel like male friendships don't do that. Like male friendships are, are sort of are. Uh, Mm. can tend, tend to be a little incidental. Like, sure. you, you know, like I don't, um, it, like I, I generally am not going to think to like check in with a friend. If something comes up, if it's like, Oh, there's this concert coming up and I know friend X is into this band. Like I might reach out or like I might go, you know, see this movie with this friend. It's like, it's sort of about our common interests, mm-hmm. but I don't think it's like around activities. Yeah. Whereas and it, like, like my I, friendships are like around, we need to catch up. Like we need to yes. talk about this. Yeah. And, and I don't have that. Like I've never, I never think like, 
I wonder how Dan's doing. I'm, let me let me text Dan just to check in. Like I, that never occurs to me. Yeah. It's if something comes up. Yeah. That is related to Spider Man. Then we're talking about <laughs> a particular Dan here. Yeah. If I see a Spider Man thing, you know, or I, or I read a, a Spider Man comic, I'll be like, I'll text Dan about it. Like that's yeah. how we stay in touch. Yeah. And I have some friends that are just like. I have friends who are like constantly like I need to keep the kindling going, you know, whether it's like text message or, or like chat or yeah. an email, whatever. And then some that I won't talk to for a year. And then all of a sudden we'll be like, hey, do you want to have a picnic at the park? And, and we'll be like, great. Like nothing Catch ever up. happened. Yeah. Or you like it. Yeah, um, exactly. It's just, yeah, it just depends. Yeah. Um, but that's your friendships are more healthy than mine is what I'm saying. Yeah. Well, they're different. But yeah, you should check in with your friends. Uh, you don't have to call it a check-in, but you can No, just... but, I, but also I like don't have that much emotional investment in my friends. Most of them. Okay. But at the same time, like I have... Male friends don't tend to like say I love you to each other the way that like I hear like female yeah. friends do all the time. Like, yeah. love you or whatever. Like, but I would say I have friends that I love. I just you, don't say that. You said... <laughs> I know what you're going to say. <laughs> but there's there's one friend I have that I once by accident ended a phone call by saying like okay love you bye and then I realized I did it told you about it you thought it was so funny that I started doing it every time not every time because that would be too obvious right but every once in a while I'll be on the phone with this guy and I'll just say all right love you bye and and, hang up and, and he still thinks it's something I occasionally do on accident because I did an accident once but uh yeah I, but I, so I guess what I'm saying, I don't want the listeners to think I'm some sort of monster. I do have friends that I would say I love. Yeah. But just don't express it in the same yeah. way. It's just kind of like an understood thing. Yeah. You know, the same way, like, I say I love you to my mom, but if I talk to my brothers on the phone, like, I love my brothers, but we don't say I love you. Even my sister, I don't say I love you. You should. Yeah. Maybe I should. All right. Um, so anyway, I thought that was a really interesting uh, conversation, and, and I liked... Um, I liked how quickly Rachel turned it around on Ross. Uh, meanwhile, to get, because Monica can't sleep, so Phoebe's trying to do a guided meditation. Yeah. Um, uh, which, is, which is funny. She's yeah. n- not resistant to it. She's resistant to it. Uh, and then we get a little interstitial in the music. We talked about in the past season some of the music having a little, like, police or sky yeah. like This was like grunge. It was yeah. like heavy guitars. Yeah. Uh, so there was like a grunge interstitial. Um, and now Monica's sad again because she went to the post office, I guess, and got, she had ordered, um, some videos about the civil war for for Richard, which I thought I assumed was a reference to, maybe it is a reference to Ken Burns, the civil war, um, which I watched all of. I think it's it's just a reference to like how like old he is. Yeah. (laughs) Well, he's not, he wasn't alive at the time of the civil war, but it's. No, but well, like, old men, older men are into that stuff. Yes, but I'm saying I watched all of Ken Burns Civil War when I was in high school. <laughs> yeah, well, you have some old men. Old I men very much do. And I very much. Have, I'm an yeah. old soul. But then we see her watching it later, and it's clearly not Ken Burns <laughs> Civil think War. But I called you Fred Mertz like very early on in our dating life. Yeah, but you have always said it is something you like about me that yes. you find charming that I'm an old man. Yeah, yeah. So, um, uh, when okay. you got. I'm sorry. Go ahead. When you got, like, I had, like, <laughs> my, like, neck hurt or my back hurt, and I asked you to, like, you were going to CVS, and I'm like, oh, can you get me, like, 
a heating pad or like a yeah. hot like a hot pack yeah. and you came back with one of those like old timey water bottles like that you rubber. fill with hot water that I didn't think existed. You didn't think they still sold those at CVS. You thought I had to go to like a, like an a old prop shop. timey <laughs> prop shop. And I was like, what do I do with this? But then you loved it. I do. Yeah. I still use it, but yeah. it was just like, what on earth? <laughs> the fact that that's what I, I was thinking like meant. an icy hot patch. Okay. <laughs> or like a heat. Pa- Oh. But you loved it, so yeah. I, I win. Yeah. Um, okay, so uh, here's where I started to get weird, though. Like, I, and maybe this is my hang-up, but I bring it up all the time. We know that, like, it makes sense that Rachel told Phoebe, right? Mm-hmm. But then Monica says something, and it's like, wait, so Rachel was telling her boyfriend's sister yeah. about his, like, sex fantasies? Yeah. That's weird, right? Yeah, it is like a... A super hang-up that you have. And I think in, like, very close sibling relationships, like, they do talk about sex. There's not, yeah. like, so much of a weight around, yeah. like, it's part of their lives. I've got the Catholic thing where it's yeah. like you never, uh, ever yeah. talk And about. I'm not saying that this is not weird, but I think that it's somewhere in the middle. Yeah, okay. Um, uh, so then they leave. So this is when it's just Ross and Chandler. But I grew up in a naked household, yeah, so what do I know? About it. Yeah, Um <laughs> So it's just Ross and Chandler left on the on the couch at the perk here. Uh, Ross or Chandler is reading a book about trout. Yeah, <laughs> I wrote that down. Um, He's reading like a like a photo book about trout. It just yeah. says trout on the cover. So yeah. props to the props department for that. Uh, so then Ross talks about like uh, Rachel says like men should share more, and he sort of like shares some. This is where he talks about the the Star Wars fantasy, uh, and then he gets Chandler to share, and Chandler shares something that is. Uh, uncomfortable uh, like about speaking of like sexual hang-ups and family he talks about like his mom's image popping into his head while he's having sex with Janice or anyone else but want to know what's fun about that do you remember who um, he gives an example of as like you're thinking of a hot person like Elle McPherson yeah so oh is she gonna show up on the show at some point spoiler is that oh that's fun um, but not as Elle McPherson, the model. Okay. Oh, okay. So, yeah. Um, that's not, good to know. Not till much later. But it's uh, funny, in the world of Friends, like, they yeah, didn't have the foresight to be like, let's not burn these, you know, because, like, we're going to yeah. get so yeah. big that all of these celebrities we're referencing are, are going to be on the show. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, on the Netflix show Love, Paul Rust's character was talking about Friends and how they, like, in one episode, Ross mentions Die Hard, and then later Bruce Willis shows yes. up on the show. Yes, um, Yeah. Yeah, I guess you can't. But that's, I mean, this, I know I've talked about this before on the on this podcast, and my podcast, but, like, I always wonder who played Karen Hill in Goodfellas in the world of The Sopranos. Right. You know? Yeah, right. Because um, uh, why isn't Tony, like, Dr. Melfi, you look a lot like the one who played Karen Hill <laughs> Right. Well, you know when they're, like, talking about, like, the best, um, like, breakup song, they're, t- they're listing off, like, Van Morrison or Elton John. Like, they've never even heard of Chrissy Hind or Chris Isaac, <laughs> you know? Right. Like, yeah, they true. know <laughs> musicians. Yeah. Uh, okay, so then... So then Chandler overshares, and it reminded me, speaking of... I talked about Seinfeld before with the schmoopy thing, but do you remember when, like... Jerry and George decide to open up to each other and then George opens up too far and Jerry says, maybe the Seinfeld line I quote 
the most often. Good luck with all that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. So, yeah, I mentioned, so Janice has to go pick up a baby of some sort. Um, <laughs> and then at the end, uh, there's a sweet scene where Elliot Gould, uh, Jack Keller, comes to check on, on Monica. But then that episode kind of ends, in a, or that scene ends in a weird way. Because we had just been talking about how Chandler, like, has this forging, like, you know, thing of thinking about his mother during mm-hmm. sex. Um, Monica is, like, smoking Richard's cigar and watching the Civil War thing. And then when Jack comes over, it, like, she finally is able to fall asleep because he, like, calms her down. But then he starts smoking the cigar and watching the Civil War thing. Mm-hmm. So I feel like it was supposed to be, like, cute and funny, but it is, like, it was Richard like, was just like her dad. Like, yeah. it, it's a little on the nose there. A weird, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then uh, we finally... Wait, what's the opposite of Oedipal complex? It's the... Electra? Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um... You women need to get your own complexes. Stop stealing our complexes. <laughs> yeah, we have plenty to deal with. Yeah. Um, and then finally we get a tag at the end where Rachel actually uh, puts on the Princess Leia outfit, you know, fulfilling the fulfilling the wishes of every man watching the episode. Yeah. I mean, obviously she looks hot as hell, right? Yeah. And how much, I mean, like, did she have to go, do you think she went to the same costume shop where Ross got the Navy yeah, it's, Outfit. A, it's a perfect. But, like, who did her hair? It's great. Costume. Yeah. Uh, and then, yeah, there's a thing where then, uh, oh, I know I, I always ask, what is Ross and Monica's mom's name? Uh, his, he's Jack. And yeah, I know he's Jack. I said that. She's. Judy? I've known it before. Emily? No, you're thinking of Gilmore. Yeah. Um, yeah, Emily Gilmore. Is it, is it Rose? But no, I'm thinking no. of Jack and Rose from Titanic. Yeah. <laughs> Um, it's anyway, he sees, he sees her and he's like, she in the room. Judy, Geller. Judy. Jack, Jack and Judy. Judy. That's cute. Um, so then, uh, do you have any other stray observations or should we move on to our did funniest you, moments? Did you talk about, um, like Janice and Joey's day out? I mentioned yeah. a little bit how oh, I okay. want one, but yeah, if you have, I want to spend a day with Janice. It sounded fun. Oh, yeah. They went yeah, to, yeah, yeah. uh, they went to a baseball um, game and got Chinese food. It sounds like a yeah. great day. Um, no, that's good. Um, yeah, uh, I uh, uh, this is gonna tell me because our dog is right here. Mm-hmm. I love our dog. I love having a dog. But there is, you and I used to sometimes be able to be more spontaneous like that when we didn't have to worry about like, yeah. can we bring a dog or do we need yeah. to go home and have someone uh, go home and like feed? Because yeah. remember, we like. Uh, one time we went to like a Dodger game, like a daytime Dodger game and it was over and neither of us, we were like, Let's I go. feel like going home. And yeah. we like went to Santa Monica and like yeah. went shopping. We had and a lot of those movie. days where it would like just like yeah. roll into the evening. Yeah. But we can't really do that anymore because yeah. we have dogs. Yeah. I don't know how people have kids. I think dogs are like a lot of responsibility. Some people have kids. Yeah. Like they have actual human beings. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, funniest moments or do you have anything else? Um... Yeah, no, we can move on to... I mean, I guess there was a... Um, when, like, we were talking about, like, women telling each other everything and men not telling... You know, yeah. um, there was the discussion about, um, like, we talk about sex with, you know, our friends, including girth. There was, like, a big conversation yeah. about girth. Yeah. And then, like, Ross and 
Chandler were like, should we talk about this stuff? Yeah. And he's like, well, not girth. <laughs> we shouldn't talk about yeah. girth. Like it made Chandler very insecure. Yeah. By the way, I have no problem with you telling your friends about our sex life. Cause I just know I got it like that. You know, uh-huh. not, not, not even sweating. Uh-huh. Um, okay. So funniest moments I already mentioned, well, I'll mention it at more length here. Um, uh, Janice comes back from, she made the pancakes, but she had to go across the hall to get syrup. And she comes back saying like holding the syrup and singing a little song, like Monica and Rachel had syrup so I can get my man to cheer up or mm-hmm, something like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, there was also a song about like spending the day together. How'd it go? I don't remember. Okay. <laughs> um, when Ross was, um, telling Monica, telling Rachel about his fantasy, he's like, well, princess Leia wore, this gold bikini it was pretty cool <laughs> like under his breath because <laughs> he's like yeah. squeamish about his fantasy um my other fun only other funniest moment i have is phoebe tells a story about monica calling her crying and she's like just like squeaking in a high-pitched voice and, and phoebe's like so i thought oh okay it's like a mouse or a possum <laughs> <laughs> yeah um when um when Phoebe was um, doing the guided sleep meditation, uh-huh. she said, just listen to the plinky plunk music. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty good. Funny episode. Yeah. Uh, all right. Um, should we move on to friends but make it fashion? Yes. Okay. Um, Ross is wearing, in the, when he's eating cereal at his sister's house, <laughs> first thing in the morning, Yeah. he's wearing, I think, the exact same suit he was wearing in the last episode when he kissed Joey. Okay. Isn't that like, it's, I'm so still like adding into the, like how much time is supposed to have passed? This obviously isn't like the same day, right? but I guess he's just wearing the same. It's like that cream colored pinstripe suit. Yeah. What do you got? Um, okay. Every single one of Janice's yeah. outfits are impeccably beautifully. So they're all, like citrus inspired ensembles. Yeah. The first one, it was like yellows and oranges. It and was then an that- orange, like, like it was kind of like somewhere between like a blazer and like a trench. It was like a yeah. mid length, but bright orange little yeah. tiny lapel. Yeah. That was great. And I'm then the lime pantsuit was like so gorgeous on yeah. her. It had kind of like a window pane type of mm-hmm. like in what was it like green on green? Like what was the, what color were the little, like the window pane? Like, yeah, I, I think it was green on green. It was a yeah. fit and flare. Um, what does that mean? That means it fits around the waist and then flares. That means it like, yeah, it's fitted and then flares out yeah. for the, the top. Yeah. Yeah. Suit. Yeah. I, I also wrote down both of those. Yeah. So that means you leave me only with, uh, I, I wrote this down because, I was wondering if this was supposed to be an intentional like sign of how Chandler and Janice are on the same page when he's like confronting Joey about Joey, not liking Janice, he's wearing like a tangerine colored dress shirt. Okay. You know? And I was like, Oh, are they, you know, props to the costume department. They're like showing how Janice is like rubbing off on Chandler. He's also going a little citrusy. Yeah. Um, Rachel looks great in a mini dress. She like, and she looks great in a gold bikini too. Like she's just like yeah. smoking bod. The mini dress she's wearing is, has like the almost like art deco kind of uh-huh. like uh, pattern on it. Yeah, yeah, that was good. Chevrons and yeah, yeah, curly cues. <laughs> 
Uh, do you have any any running jokes, motifs, foreshadowing? They already gave me the Elmo McPherson foreshadowing. Yes. Um, they were watching, we already talked about watching Wheel of Fortune, referencing right. um, music, yeah. like popular culture. Yeah, they but, have bad yeah. taste in music, though. I mean, not bad taste. They just have... Basic. Yeah, it's yeah. basic, like, acceptable taste. Yeah. Uh, should we take a break, then? Yeah. Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Okay, we are back, and we are ready to talk about Season 3, <clears throat> Episode 1 of How I Met Your Mother. It's called Wait For It, but you don't have to wait for it. Natalie, take it away. Dairy <laughs> is how the episode starts. <laughs> Um, well, there's first a TED intro about the yellow umbrella. Yeah, there's and how, the kids. How it, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, we are. We start back up at the wedding with Derry. Right. Um, and so non McLaren's non McLaren's opening, and so you know Ted is like agreeing to Barney's um, plan of like getting back. You know, being like single wingmen together. Um, so they're both excited about that. Um, Robin went to Argentina. So Ted is explaining that he's been like going through a really tough breakup. Um, he has different beard looks, <laughs> which was a funny scene. Like there was one yeah. where he looked like Wolverine, like he was shaving, I guess, in the bathroom. Well, no, he's because he grew a breakup beard. He grew a breakup beard. So when he beard. finally decides to, because the whole thing, there's all. It's kind of, I think, intentionally referencing the season two premiere, which has the whole montage of Marshall mourning the yeah. Lily breakup. Yeah. He's, like, not ready to get back out there, not ready. Finally, yeah. when he sees Robin and she's with another guy, we'll get yeah. to that later, he's like, I'm ready. So he, that's what, he decides to shave off his right. beard. But it's only... But he keeps, like, having, like, thoughts and going out into partial, the living room. Yeah. <laughs> so they keep, like, roasting him with, like, the most ridiculous, funniest... Um, <laughs> Yeah, Marshall's like, our, our former president, Chester A. Arthur, is right. <laughs> and then Lily's like... How is your 80-day balloon race? <laughs> well, yeah, Lily's like, it's not a race. Now, your 80-day balloon race yeah. in the world, the world that was yeah. a competition. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then there was a Persian nightclub owner, yeah. which is um, pretty apt, I guess. Um, so, yeah, he finally shaves it off. Um, they're at McLaren's, and Robin comes in with, Gael, Gael, yes. who's played by um, Enrique Iglesias. Enrique Iglesias. And he, um, they met in Argentina. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And they met on the beach, and he's a heartthrob. Well, he's Enrique Iglesias. Yeah. He's very handsome. Um, Ted's trying to hold it together, not doing a very good job. Yeah. Um, they're back at the apartment playing video games um 
This is this is when he's sharing, shaving his beard off. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's jumping back and forth, and it's always like very hard to do this yeah. recap because of it. Yep. Um, so I guess they had sex on a wind, um, a windsurfing board sex. Complete? Yeah, which, yeah. which uh, Barney doubts. Barney, yeah, Barney doubts because he's had sex in thirty three vehicles. Well, no, he has a list of thirty three. He's done thirty one so far. He okay. hasn't done a bobsled or the Apollo eleven capsule at the Smithsonian. Right. right. <laughs> Um, so unbeknownst to Ted, uh, Marshall and Lily agree to go on a double date with Gael and Robin and Lily is just like completely smitten with Gael, like just heart eyes. Marshall is conflicted. He doesn't want to hang out with Gael. It's like, this is, this is my friend. We're breaking the bro code. Um, but they Mm -hmm. agree to it. Um, Meanwhile, uh, Ted is suited up, and they hit the town, a.k.a. McLaren's. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and then they uh, immediately, Ted starts making out with Mandy Moore, yeah. who's like a rocker chick, Amy. Yeah. Right? So She's we have like two a, singer-actors as the guest stars yeah, yeah. this episode. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's making out with Mandy Moore's Amy. Uh-huh. And at first, Barney's like pissed off, like trying to stop it because he's like, I only want you to like meet girls if I introduce you, which is like strange. But he's it, it, it but it's very Barney because he's he's obsessed with Ted's friendship and, and he's been trying to do to get Ted out all summer. So he's this isn't just like his plan for the night. This has been his plan for months you know, and, and, and Barney, as we know, is someone who likes to prepare and plan, like when he's sure. going to go on the prices right. Yeah. So I, it makes sense that he's like frustrated that things aren't going right in the way that he wanted them to go right. Right. Um, so he hates Mandy more. He calls her uh, 90, 1994 Courtney Love. Um, but then she says, let's, oh, she, she has a friend for Barney. Yeah. So they're all kind of together. Yeah. And Mandy Moore, I'm sorry. Amy says, Amy <laughs> let's go to my house. I have a hot tub. And so they're all like, okay. So they're like getting wild in the hot tub. She they're, steals a bottle of liquor from McLaren's. Yeah. And Barney's very me in the moment saying like, they know us here. You're yeah. going to get us in trouble, yeah. which is very me. <laughs> so they're skinny dipping right in the hot tub. Right. Yeah. And it turns out that this is a house that Mandy Moore used to nanny for. Yeah. And they caught her, and then they have to run out naked and grab their clothes on the way out. Yeah. And they're having a wild, drunken night. Yeah. Um, Neil Patrick Harris is in uh, good shape. Real. Yeah. 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 Real chiseled. We, we um, see. His date is like all, you know, sexed up and like yeah. wants Barney, and Barney's like so distracted yeah. by Ted that he can't even like focus on having sex with this girl who's totally down. Yeah. Um, so they're wild and crazy. And then, um, Mandy Moore wants, uh, Ted to get a tattoo (laughs) and he's like considering it, but he says no. Um, meanwhile, back at the apartment, this double date is going pretty well. Uh Right. Um, eventually Marshall, falls for Gael yeah. as well. So he has heart eyes staring at him too. 
Gael is giving them like a very sensual evening of like massages and like fruit tasting serenading them yeah. and they're all just like horned up by Gael. <laughs> right? Yeah. Um Oh, I missed the whole part where Robin asks Ted if it's okay. That's right. Yeah, I just want to make sure this is okay with you or whatever. Yeah, so that, like, irritates Ted. So Ted has that flashback and realizes, like, how pissed off he is. Then he has a vision of them, like, having sex on a... a, Trying to. Trying to have sex (laughs) on a wind... Windsurf board? board? Yeah. Um, And then that, that's when he, like, says, okay, I'll, I'll get a tattoo. And Mandy Moore is talking about her ex, and it turns out her ex is the tattoo artist. Right. <laughs> um, and that's how Ted ends up with a tattoo other than the one he was imagining. But we don't know that till the next morning, because right. he wakes up the next morning and he's like, oh, like I'm pretty functional. Like I had a fun night out. I'm by myself. I didn't do anything that I'm going to regret. He walks out and Marshall and Lily see that he has a butterfly tramp stamp on his lower back. Yeah. Or ass antlers. There were like a bunch of other things to call a tramp stamp. Yeah. There was, what did, uh, there was another one was like hoe flag or something. Flag. Yeah. (laughs) Um, which even it would hurt. Like it, yes. Like it, like when someone hits him on the back, it like, he feels it and it hurts, but like, Tattoos still hurt the next day. It's like sore. I don't have any. Yeah, but you still could understand that it would be like you'd feel it the next day. I'll know. Someday I'll get a tattoo. Um, I'm not quite at midlife crisis mode yet. So Marshall and Lily are like freaking out and like don't want to tell Ted. And they immediately call Barney. Because they're shitty friends or (laughs) hilarious. Barney comes over. Um, yeah, there's a lot of Marshall and Lily making fun of Ted in this episode. Yeah. Oh, we didn't talk about how everyone has, like, new haircuts. Well, that's just... That's just what happens. When, when yeah, the, a season passes, you know? Yeah, Lily now has bangs. Um, Robin's hair is, like, weird, weirdly... I guess I like curls better than, like, the okay. stick straight. Are you okay over there? Yeah, my phone's dying, but it's okay. Oh, there's a charger right there. It's not plugged in because all our <gasps> podcasting equipment is plugged in. We could put it in the bedroom. Uh, I need my phone. Okay. Um, let's It'll be see. Fine. Um, okay, Barney. <laughs> Marshall says, can you um, grab the... Um, he grabbed, like, he... Oh, grab something in the kitchen so yeah, Barney can see. Yes. Oh, the fondue pot because he knows it's like up high. Yeah. So he grabs it and Barney um, loves it and he's like, I'm so glad you, you're finally spreading your wings, <laughs> emerging from your cocoon. Um, hits him, like, hit, something hits Ted on the back and then he realizes what yeah. he has, what yeah. he's done. Um, they admit that last night got weird with Gael. Um, then Ted goes to Robin's apartment and explains to her that like the breakup was like really difficult for him. And then she admits that it's also like very hard for her. And that's why she met Gael and she was struggling too in Argentina. And she tells him, which seems to satisfy Ted that like you're bigger than him. Yeah. Um, which makes him happy. That's oh, wow. So that's another similarity between the two Yes, I, I wrote oh, that down. Damn, yeah. I shouldn't have said anything. Yeah. Um, 
there was okay so now he's like feeling better and then we get a little like scene of like um the rain and everyone's umbrella and the yellow umbrella so we're still kind of like hinting at like don't forget what the show is about yeah um yeah it makes sense to do that in 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 a season premiere to yes yeah and then the there's a little final tag at the end. We get Barney at, in his office and he gets a call from Marshall. Um, from, uh, he gets a call to look at slapcountdown.com. Yeah. <laughs> like Marshall like hacks into like. He, he, Marshall made a website. Yeah, Marshall made a website. And there's a 55 day, it's like to the second countdown yeah. Yeah. of the next slap. Can't wait. Yeah. Um, Anything I missed? Nothing you missed, but a couple of other things I wanted to mention. Do you? This episode reminded me because Ted like gets blackout drunk. Do you remember a long time ago we were like on a car tri- road trip or whatever, and we were listening to podcasts and we listened to a podcast about like blackout drunk, like how your memory is like it's like shutting off a computer without saving the document. Yeah. It's not there. It literally your brain doesn't write the memory when you yeah. get blackout drunk and it doesn't exist. Right. Um, I was thinking about it. this is obviously a sitcom and it's lighthearted, but that that podcast was I don't know if you remember this at all. It was about a woman who while I don't, blackout drunk I was probably blackout drunk. If no, we, we were, were on a road trip. Oh, okay. It wasn't like coming home from Maybe like, it was, wine yeah. tasting. No, but it was a podcast about a woman who had while blackout drunk murdered her husband. Oh, it has no memory of it yes, of, of having yes, done that. I do remember. And we'll that. never remember doing that. It's so yeah. weird. Uh, the other thing I want to mention is Robin says she liked Ted better she liked Ted's beard. Yeah. Which I guess real life Josh Radner must agree with her because real in real life Josh Radner always has a beard. Yeah. Everyone looks better with a beard. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Uh all right, so should we move on to funniest moments? Yes. Um we already talked about like all the all the funny, like old timey yeah. um references that to people the can mutton chops. Yeah, yeah, to the mutton chops and the mustache. What else do you have? Um I have oh when Marshall was like um, a Gael skeptic he asked him if he's a properly licensed <laughs> massage therapist and if the, his card is laminated and he's like, he's like oh okay checks out well I like the Gael's like what is what is laminated does it have a protective plastic over it yeah oh yeah okay checks out <laughs> yeah um, I like uh <laughs> Marshall told Lily not even to look at, Ga- at Gail when he came over. So when Gail comes over, Marshall or Lily looks at the ground. Yeah. I thought that was funny. Yeah. Uh, do you have anything else? Um, we already talked about, like, you've got your wings now. You're emerging. Yeah. yeah. Um, the last one for me, I know that this is not your kind of joke. You're not going to find it as funny as I did. But in the montage at the beginning of Barney trying to, like, hook ted up with different like women he talks about like there's some some acrobats from montreal in town we are gonna get cirque du so laid yeah i like that joke yeah um yeah that's that's all i have all right so should we move on to how i met your mother but make it fashion yeah um we already talked about everyone having new hairstyles some good some bad yeah um i like ted ted's cowboy shirt okay with the like shiny buttons mm-hmm. yeah. yeah yeah um i liked <laughs> uh gael's like dinner party wear <laughs> he's like he's like the, he's like a beach bum who like does not ever dress up and so he's wearing like 
kind of baggy like drawstring fatigue pants or whatever and and a hoodie and of course still looks amazing yeah yeah um also um back to like comfies i -hmm. like um lily's like jam shirt the viva cuba libre oh okay okay i didn't catch that yeah should we move on to running jokes motifs and foreshadowing we got a lot there's yeah. there's yellow the yellow umbrella shows up. Yeah. Barney mentions his blog, which is not, has not aged. Right, Just referencing a blog as yeah. like a joke is not like a, a funny joke anymore. Yeah, um, suiting up obviously. Suiting up. Um, the slap is referenced. Uh, Ted says, "Wait for it." Right. I always like when when uh, someone else employs one of. Uh, Barney's catchphrases like in our last season when they mm-hmm. were in Atlantic City and the guy was like speaking in Chinese he's speaking in like Mandarin or something but then saying uh saying wait for it yeah um and then uh yeah big name guest stars we're gonna have uh yeah. some more there's at least one you said you already know uh, yeah last season but uh yeah uh, anything also, else you mentioned oh um well are you noticed um there was no fat phobia or homophobia, but there was some cultural insensitivity when they were like trying to like tear down Gael and like they couldn't pronounce his name and they kept calling him Gail and they're like, that's uh, weird. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And also these people haven't heard of Gael, Gael Garcia, Garcia Bernal. I, I feel like Ted and Marshall are the type of people who like, would have seen Itamama Tembien. Yeah. And like, yeah, I think they, they know those references. Yeah. So I don't, I don't buy it. They're just yeah. fucking with them. Yeah. Uh, similarities and differences. We, I, I, I stole one from you. I said penis size. Yeah. Uh, but you also got characters the, getting over a breakup. Yes. Or not getting over a breakup. Yeah. Comparing grief. So, you know, like when Monica wanted Richard to like be, you know, grieving as much as she was and crying this is the same so like ted wanted to know that robin was also you know so they were both yeah like um oh right yeah yeah so comparing because monica was like so happy when she found out that richard was having a hard time yes yeah yeah Um, so there is like that kind of comparison also we have a friend not liking a friend's partner so Joey oh, yeah. not approving of Janice, Marshall not approving of Gael. Yeah, that's true. Um, the only other one I had on here, both uh, Rachel and Robin wear bikinis. Yes. <laughs> yes, they do. Um, well, is it time to play favorites then? Uh, yes. Well, count us down. Okay. Three, two, one, Friends. friends. Yeah. That's a winner. Yeah, it's a great episode. Yeah. Um, I normally try to say But they're both good. They were both good, but I think... um, um, I don't know about How I Met Your Mother, like, kicking off a new season with an episode that puts so much of the focus on guest stars seems like... um, I understand the idea of like, like it's a little cheap, but yeah, it is. Whereas, like, I mean, Janice is not a you know Maggie Wheeler is great, but she's not a famous right guest star. And she's not as big a, a role. This was right. This was much more like a Ross and Rachel episode yeah. and, a, and a Monica episode. I I liked it and and the whole conversation about men and women 
and you know emotional intimacy and stuff was was really interesting and got, they got also got a lot of good jokes out of it yeah so let's move on to my favorite headline my, sorry, my favorite uh segment to introduce it's called how were we doing which we're not in, we're not in season three and joey still hasn't said how yeah. are you doing yeah but it's called how were we doing this is where we look at what was happening in the world on the days that these episodes aired now um Oh, I didn't look at this. Okay. Uh, Friends, season three, episode one, the one with the Princess Leia fantasy, aired on September 19th, 1996. Oh, my your, 14th birthday. Yeah, your 14th birthday. Yeah, so that's the, obviously the... Do you the, remember what you did on your 14th birthday? No. No, I don't. <laughs> um, but that's obviously the biggest thing... So you weren't watching Friends? ...that happened. No, I definitely wasn't watching Friends at the time. Um... Oh, well, here's... Okay. Uh, gross. Apparently... I don't know why I said gross. Uh, apparently Hermione Granger, the fictional character, also has a September 19th birthday in the books. I don't remember that. Huh. Um, uh, here, but here's something that annoys me, because this happens every day on my birthday, every, every year on my birthday. September 19th is also... Talk like a pirate day. Ugh. I hate it. Yeah. Even though, like, it doesn't, no one really does it. Just, I hate the idea of it, and I hate that it's on my birthday. Uh, but let's look at what the top five songs, I'm excited to see the top five songs in the U.S. Because it's been months, so we might have an entirely new okay. slate. Okay, yeah. You know? So let's see, the top five songs in the U.S. Coming in at number five, Quad City DJ's Come On Ride It, The Train. Come on, ride the train. Woo, woo, and ride it. Okay. Come um, on. You don't remember that? Yeah, no, I do. I do. Uh, and number four, a song that I love, Celine Dion's It's All Coming Back to oh, yeah. Me Now. Oh, yeah, it's a great song. Yeah, that's, like, I I sang Because You Loved Me, you know? Yeah. Um, last season a lot, but It's All Coming Back to Me Now is better than Because You Loved Me. Um my favorite will probably always be The Power of Love, even though that's not a Celine Dion original. But, you know, I'm your lady. Yeah. That, that's, I cannot sing at all. Um, that's number four. Number three, I don't know this song. Keith Sweat, Twisted. Hmm. I know Keith Sweat, but I don't know. Okay. And number two, Donna Lewis, I Love You Always Forever. Hmm. Is that... I love you always forever, near and far, we'll stay together. Okay, I do know that song. Right. Yeah. And at number one, the number one song in the U.S., certainly I remember this being the number one song in the U.S. in, in 1996, Los Del Rio, Macarena. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Could you do it? Uh, from memory, I probably could not. Oh, I could. Okay, let's see. You have uh, to see, sing. I already had it wrong. You have to sing. Hey, Macarena. Okay. I just so, did it. I'm assuming you got it right. I don't remember. Oh, I got uh, it right. Um, but I know you and I watched uh, a movie that I liked and that you didn't like uh, a few years ago. Um, Clint Eastwood's, Eastwood's Richard Jewell. Mm-hmm. But that movie took place in 19, summer of 1996 at the Atlanta Olympics. And there is a scene where everyone's doing the Macarena. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's, it's just funny to me to imagine Clint, Clint Eastwood directing people to do the Macarena. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 
All right, when I say action, do the mockery. <laughs> <laughs> I need right. more of a hip. Yeah. Uh, How I Met Your Mother, season three, episode one. Wait for it. It aired on Monday, September 24th, 2007. Now, what happened? Uh, I, you know, I looked this up beforehand, and then I always forget. Uh, members of the United Automobile Workers Union walk off their jobs at General Motors plants across the United States as union and company officials fail to reach agreement on a new contract. Uh, the one where I met your mother is a pro-worker, pro-labor union podcast. So... Uh, uh, good for yeah. them exercising um, their rights. My union just voted for a strike. Authorize voted to authorize a strike. Yeah, You're not, just today. Oh, okay. Voted yes to authorize a strike. Yeah, I remember when you saying you. The I vote voted. went through today. You voted the other day. I voted the other day, but we got there was yeah. it was so like you were ninety-five to percent. Yes, we're possibly striking if the board of directors isn't. Yeah. Board of Supervisors. Yeah, hopefully the authorization of the strike will be enough to scare them out of... Yes, yeah, with a 95%. Yeah. Um, and I thought I had something else here. India's national cricket team wins the 2007 ICC World 2020... Be- World 2020? Beating arch-rival Pakistan by five runs. I know you're a big cricket fan. Mm-hmm. Okay. Top five songs in the U.S. on Monday, September 24th, 2007... Coming in at number five. Uh, yeah, we got all new ones here, too. Um, 50 Cent's AO Technology? Nope. I don't know that song. Uh, number four, Fergie, Big Girls Don't Cry. Nope. I don't remember that one. Uh, at number three, Timberland's The Way I Are. Nope. Okay, number two and number one are songs we know. And number two, by Soldier Boy Tell Him, <laughs> Crank That Soldier Boy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, how can, do you remember any of how that goes? Um, Crank that. I just like remember the the chorus. Yeah, me too. Uh, and then number one, Kanye West, stronger. Right. Uh, and that's the one that has the Daft Punk, you know, yeah. uh, sample. Uh, that's a that's a great song. Yeah. I mean, obviously, Kanye West is hard to endorse as a person anymore uh, in in many many ways, but uh, he's made a ton of great music. Yeah. And and stronger's a, a great song. So. Um, I'm glad we, like, I always feel like when we get to the How I Met Your Mother Billboard Top 5, we never know the song. Yeah. Like we just weren't paying attention. Yeah. So I'm glad that we had Soldier Boy and Kanye West. Yeah. Um, I would crank that, uh, crank that Soldier Boy, and uh, there was also Superman. Yeah, I remember Superman. Those, those are two and three to me for Soldier Boy songs. Do you remember Speakers Going Hammer? Yes. That's that's my favorite Soldier Boy song because it also has a great video of him like having like a house in the suburbs, like wealthy suburbs, and having a party that's very loud, and all his white neighbors being yeah. like, oh, "What's that? Yeah. What's that? Yeah. yeah, great video." Uh, all right, so let's move on to our final segment, which is called Challenge Accepted, and this is where we make predictions on what's going to happen uh, next week on. The, the episodes we, we talk about uh, based only on the episode title. So I will I will start. Uh, oh, you don't have your Fearless Flyer to vamp. You're going to have to find some other uh, way to vamp. Rice, you, did you pack the Fearless Flyer? I think it's in one of those piles. Oh, okay. It's not packed. It's not in a box. Veggie masala burgers. I'm just reading my like <laughs> list of stuff that From I... From memory, yeah. Roasted and salted cashews. All right. Oh, I think I know this episode. Okay. Season three, episode two of Friends is called The One Where No One's Ready. Oh, yeah. And this is the one I'm 
thinking of, it is one of the most famous bottle episodes of all time. Yes. It's, yes is yes. it the episode where someone has an event they have to get to? Yes. And um, I'm going to say comedically, it's probably <clears throat> Ross is the one who's trying to get everyone out the door. Yeah. I know that's the premise is that, like they're trying to all go somewhere and like they're not ready yeah. and the entire episode takes place in the living room. Yeah. I know about this episode. I can't remember if I've ever actually seen it. I know I've seen the clip of Joey putting on all of Chandler's clothes. Yeah. Um, oh, I'm excited. And there's something about like the essence of a couch cushion or something. I can't remember exactly. I've seen clips from this episode because this episode is famous. If yeah. this is the episode I'm thinking of. Yeah. Um, uh, so yeah, I'm going to say my guess is that knowing the premise of the episode, my guess is that Ross is the one getting frustrated. Oh, but either Geller would be funny, but I wonder if they've gone to that well too much with Monica, like with having the two parties, you know, how like Mm -hmm. she's like a control freak. Mm Mm-hmm. And also she's, yes, okay, so I'm talking myself into this. Because Monica is also still in breakup mode, so maybe she's not in the mood to, like, go out. So I'm going to stick with my prediction is the thing they're not ready for is Ross's, that, it's something that Ross is trying to get them to go to. Okay. That's my prediction. Um, oh, you're going to vamp again. Okay. Um, oh, we didn't even look at the, how we did last time. Well, last time we did a mystery diners. No, but we made predictions, and I just deleted part of your prediction. Oh, <laughs> I mean, I'm it was sure, wrong. Anyway. I'm sure it was wrong. Yeah, yeah. Um, we were both wrong. I said, despite having El Mejor Verano Romantico, Janice suddenly dumps Chandy again when he asks her to don the gold bikini. Um, and then you said we drop in on the newlyweds as they tour the Highlands. Visiting magical disappearing <laughs> hamlets. I think I said, then this is where I started to lead stuff. Doing heroin and looking for Nessie or something yeah, or something yeah, like that. Yeah, like that. Yeah. Scottish stuff. Yeah. Okay, so we were both wrong. Zero on the season so yeah. far. Right? I always yeah. forget to check in. Uh, okay. So I'm going to start by saying the gang is lollygagging. Um, vegan bolognese. <laughs> I have to say this: the gang is lollygagging uh, while while Ross becomes ever more uh, apoplectic. Good one. Yeah, I'm gonna. That's uh, that's it. The gang is lollygagging while Ross becomes ever more apoplectic. Okay. Uh, okay, and. Season three, episode two of How I Met Your Mother, if you can believe it, um, is called We're Not From Here. Uh, okay. Um, we're not from here. Okay. Um, I think this is going to be a... So a continuation of Barney wanting Ted to sow his oats with him. Okay. Um, and their ploy is going to be like uh, pretending to be tourists to Barney, hit on some okay. native New Yorkers. All right. Barney and Ted 
Is the ho- is it shaking? Yeah, it's been going on all day. There's some sort of construction going on. Why am I just noticing it now? I don't know, but it was doing it all day earlier. Huh. Um, I'm going to say Barney and Ted hop on and hop off the tourist <laughs> the, yeah. bus as a ploy as a ploy to pick up unsuspecting NYC hotties. Yeah. Good? Yep. Okay. Those are our predictions. We did it. We did it. We have uh, we have officially kicked off season three of the one where I met your mother. This is very exciting. Yeah. Um, and this is also a goodbye to the apartment that has been our studio for uh, uh, the past two seasons. I'm cry. Uh, <laughs> you can find this podcast wherever you found it. Make sure to rate and review, and subscribe, and all that stuff. That it very much helps. Um, you can find. Post for this episode, or you can comment at battleshippretension.com. Battleshippretension.com is also where you find my other podcast and my movie reviews and stuff like that. It's all movie stuff over there. Um, email us at, follow me on Twitter, but email us at the one where I met your mother at gmail.com. Um, Natalie, where would you like people to, to track you down uh, on the internet? Please don't. But you sh- if you like this episode, you should definitely like and subscribe tell your friends tell your mothers Mm -hmm. give us a review please it's easy just like click on the five star it helps people find us if you hate us give us one star but then at least tell us why yeah okay right yeah yeah um and that's okay we can handle it i got a thick skin yeah yeah i'm famously thick skinned yeah famously me too (laughs) um yeah um, let us know. Um, let us know what what is what's a good call to action. Um, what was your worst breakup? <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, no! Tell ever, us what is your sexual fantasy. <laughs> tell us your sexual fantasies. Tell us your um, tattoo regrets. Oh yeah, I regret never having gotten a tattoo. Um, okay. Until next time. See you at Count Rushmore. <laughs> <laughs>